Hey, welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegriff, and I am not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm really excited about today's episode for a number of reasons. Uh, first off, it's the month of June, which means Father's Day is in the month of June, and we're focusing on fathers this month. So this will be the last episode that releases before Father's Day. So I want to take a moment and wish all the dads out there Happy Father's yeah, Day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Um, you are essential. You are needed. And you are qualified to be a great dad. Remember that. Hats off to you today, dads. Hope you enjoy your Father's Day with your family. Also, as the month of June, I'm putting a focus on fathers. And I'm bringing in some great individuals. Last week, we had Dr. James Littles, PhD in Family Studies. If you have not listened to that episode, Please make that the episode that you go back and listen to, especially if you're a Christian. I told my wife when I was struggling with what to title that, I said, honestly, I want to call it How to Be a Christian and a Dad because it was that impactful to me. I've gone back and listened to it twice, not to critique, just to re-soak in all the information. So um, he was the first guest. I've got another great individual with us today. It's my good friend, Tim Jacobs. Tim, thanks for being back, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be back. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Tim was, this is crazy. So this month also marks the one year anniversary for Father in Our Futures. Congratulations. So we've made it a year. Awesome yeah. milestone. Super cool. Uh, but Tim was one of the earlier guests. And if you haven't listened to his three episodes that I did with him, you should. He talked a little bit about navigating chaos. Yep. So Tim had a little spill in life where uh, he was laid off. Yep. And that can be difficult on a dad because... As men, we think of ourselves as the provider right. a lot of the times. Right. And when you're providing zero income, that's pretty tough. Yep. And you still have to be a dad and you still have to be a leader in the home. And you know you can't walk around with your head down. You, you're yep. still going to walk around with your head up. Yep. So he tells his testimony on how he did that and how he navigated that. And it's really inspirational. Yep. He also talked about raising a teenage daughter. Very relatable to a lot of dads. <laughs> and he also talked about raising a son going through adolescence. Yep. Again, another big topic. So those two in particular, I will reference when my kids get there. Uh, but if you haven't taken the time to listen to those, please do that. It will be a tremendous blessing to you. But Tim, I'm glad you're back after about a year's worth of podcasts. So um, how you doing, man? It's been a minute. It's great. Great. Well, and let me start by saying congratulations. Like, you know, I know you'll get into our topic here, but that's a great example of, you know, what we're going to talk about today. It's a huge milestone, you yep. know, to to continue to plow through. So, you know, hats off to Fathering Our Future and congratulations. It's It's been a pleasure to not only Thanks. be a part uh, of it on the episodes, but also to see your journey and to see, you know, the content that you're putting out and watch your kids grow, man. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And as I said, Tim's one of my best buddies. So, He's been a contributor behind the scenes saying, hey, man, you should do this, and you should be super helpful. So uh, really appreciate uh, the input and our friendship. And today we're going to talk about developing discipline as a dad. So this isn't in reference to your kids. We're not talking about that. We're talking about our personal discipline as individuals, as dads, because it's very important that we are disciplined. Yes. Um, it. And if we don't think that it is, we need to start thinking that it is because it's yeah. true. I was thinking back in preparation of this interview, I did an interview with Vince Stegall, mm-hmm. who has the discipline of waking up early in the morning so that he can work a second job so his wife can stay home with the kids. Yeah. I interviewed Ryan O'Neill, who woke up 
and disciplined himself to wake up early in the morning so that he could start his own business. And now he's got Curate, which is highly successful. I interviewed Dr. Chad Flowers, who is a doctor because he woke up early in the morning to complete his PhD. I've interviewed a number of people. Even last week's episode, uh, Jim talked a lot about the core identity of dads being that of a disciple, which means you're adhering to a particular discipline. I mean, discipline ought to be a root of our identity as fathers. And if we want to do anything, if we want to do anything in life, we really need to be disciplined. And I know discipline is a difficult thing. It is for me. I know it is for a lot of people. And Tim, the reason I think that that's the case is we all have this idea, this life's mantra, if you will, of I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Absolutely. That's where we're at. And it's not that that's a wrong way of thinking. I think I've just come to realize that that's how we put the cart ahead of of, of the horse. So I think about Dave Ramsey. He gives you five baby steps. He says, follow this plan. Do it with gazelle intensity. And he wraps it up in this. He says, I want you to live like nobody else now. So later. So that later you can live and give like nobody else. So living like nobody else now looks like being a little bit of a tightwad with your money, making sure your money goes where you want it to go so that later put your money wherever you want it to go. Give to whatever you want to give to. So it's not that... It's wrong to think, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. It's just in order to do that, we first have to think, there's some things that I don't want to do that I need to do when I don't want to do them. Yeah. It's like we've got to have that line of thinking. So I've brought Tim on as an expert in discipline. <laughs> I don't and, know about that. <laughs> and here, here's why. So it's been really neat for me. So I was thinking about this. This is crazy. You and I have been friends for almost two decades just about there because, okay. you know, we were buddies before you had kids. That's right. Yeah. So I thought about that this morning. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. We've been buddies a long time. But what's been neat for me, not only just to be friends, but year after year in our relationship, I've been able to watch you grow and excel as an individual. And I think this is widely contributed to the disciplined lifestyle that you've adapted. So I've watched him grow as a communicator, not just with one-on-one scenarios, but in small groups, in large groups, the way you carry yourself, knowledge on multiple topics and leadership and how you've grown in your personal capacity as a leader. Uh, I've seen that, the way that you take care of yourself, your personal health, just a number of different things, even professionally. As of right now, you don't have your college degree, but he's doing WGU, and we're going to wrap it up this year. He's going to get there. But I don't say that to not Tim. I say that because even without the college degree in a professional society where they first look at your degree and then ask you questions in the interview, you've been able to get into the workforce and to constantly excel, and you're doing well for yourself. And I think the contributing factor to that is your discipline. It's been neat for me to watch the results of your discipline manifest itself in your life. So while you might not have a PhD on discipline, you've got about 20 years of experience where you've seen the results of discipline actually come forth in your life. So that's why I brought Tim on because I I, I tell my wife, I was like, I think Tim is the most disciplined person I know. 
And maybe it's just because I know you closer, but I mean, it's all the time. Sure. So um, it's been a it's been an example to me, and I hope it's an example to you today. But let's start here. Sure. Because were you ever human? You know, were you always this disciplined? How did it start for you? Yeah, you know, when when you know, so you you set me up thankfully with uh, some prep questions today, and right. so <laughs> as I as I started thinking about that after you sent me over the list. The first thing that came to my mind was in terms of how I think of discipline today, my first response was absolutely not. But then the more I thought about it and just kind of going back over the time before I feel like I really got a handle on, you know, being more disciplined, putting a focus on discipline, writing down goals, mm -hmm. you know, setting expectations for myself and, and really getting that part of myself with way more intensity and focus, right, and, and attention. I was disciplined, but I was disciplined in the wrong ways. Mm. My discipline came from wasting time. I was very disciplined at that. <laughs> that was that was the easiest when you thing think about to it that do. Way, I'm a pretty disciplined person. <laughs> so so let let's reshape the frame yeah. frame of yeah. mindset here. Thanks when, for watching. We're done. <laughs> I was very disciplined. I, it was easy to just say, you know what, I'm just going to waste some more time today. I'm going to waste some more time today. I, I did all these things that you know temporarily um, may have filled my time, sure. but didn't have that long term value. You know, some people may may reframe that as waste or, you know, just being slothful, whatever you may think about it. But I really, truly believe that, you know, it wasn't just a day of wasting time. I remember there were days and weeks and months where I looked back and I was like, man, I've done nothing. Yeah. But waste time, play video games, not focus on my future, just go through the day, go through motions, you know, just burn an hour here, burn, burn a day here yep. on things that, you know, didn't provide me that long-term value. So, you know, going back to your question, <clears throat> There, there really was this this shift, you know, and, and this change to focus on things that really, going back to that terminology, yeah. gave me that long term value gotcha. and allowed me to focus on, you know, if this this some things in my life need to change. Sure. So, so you're not like Marcus Aurelius, where you have to have somebody whisper in your ear all the time, "You're only a man. You're only a man. You're only a man." Okay, good. All right. So that's yeah. what I wanted to make sure that yeah. you know you're actually relatable to the rest of us who are at a place where. We're not disciplined in a positive way. Sure. Okay. So whenever you get to this point and you realize, all right, I'm making some changes in my life. Were there ever times where you messed up and you had to start over? Did it take multiple attempts or, you know, you set off and you were just perfect? I wish that was the case. <laughs> I, I wish I just flipped the switch and just off to the races. But, you know, and it could be just my personality, right? My personality is... <clears throat> Is I want all these things in life, mm -hmm. you know. I desire all these things to achieve, mm -hmm. um, and, and to be successful in all these areas. But when you when you put in the time and the effort, you know, my initial frame of mind when I started trying to get disciplined and and reshape uh, my efforts in life, I wanted it immediately. Oh right? yeah. So you yeah. you bring up a great point when you refer back to you know the degree path right so at this yeah. stage in my life going through college you know a full-time load pretty much well it's not the only time i've ever been in school sure early on in my life i thought you know what i'm gonna go and i'm gonna get my degree and so i went out and i registered for classes and i registered for four classes right and i thought you know what 
they're all online. I can take them online. You know, this is back when online schooling was just kind of really uh, starting to get a little more widespread. And I thought, you know what? I can do this. The problem was, is that at that time, I had a full-time job. I was a husband. I was a father. I was, my wife and I were serving as youth pastors at the church, Mm -hmm. was running the quiz team there. And I wore all these different hats. But I incorrectly thought, sure, just add something else to my plate because I have this desire and this goal of getting my degree. So let's just get it today. Like, why can't I just go get it today? (laughs) You know, I'll get all these classes knocked out and I'll have this achievement right now. Right. Well, that didn't work out so well. Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. I'm going to be honest with you. Of those four classes, I think I passed one of them. Yeah. Right. I wound up not logging into one. They dropped me from the class. And the other two, I just, I did minimal work. Sure. So- out of four classes, after a semester of time, I realized I've taken on way too much. Like, this is just not wise in my distribution of my time and my efforts, mm-hmm. right? So I had I had this penchant of saying, you know what? I want all these things. Let's just do it overnight. Tomorrow I'll have it. Yeah. Not realizing the value of incremental achievements, incremental improvements. Right. And if I would have taken one class and passed that one class, there would have been this huge part of me that said, so what? I only got one class finished. Yeah. I didn't at that time understand that, okay, that's one less class that I've got to take. So sure. I'm one step closer. Even if this takes me a little bit longer than I intend to, I'm I'm one class down. Right. right? And so from that point, after that semester, I was like, you know what? I, I said, I can't do this. Like, I've got other things going on. This is just going to have to wait. Yeah. So, you know, yes, I have started over, right? And sadly, that's not the only time I've done that. Sure. I, I've done that before, Yeah. right? Started a new job. They pay for my tuition. Immediately enrolled in school. Didn't realize the the weight of that job was yeah. going to take more than, you know, 40 hours a week. Commute yep. was more than I anticipated. The hours were more than I anticipated. It was a very similar story. About a year's time, gotcha. I struggled through a few classes and I was like, you know what? Something's got to give, right? Yeah. Work is just too overwhelming. So, yes, I've learned and I've had to start over in many, many different instances yeah. like that. Yeah, but, you know, we'll just take a moment and build on what you said the perspective of the incremental increase yeah. you know if you'd just taken one and you're 100 percent done it's one but it's your first step it's right. like it's like people struggle with putting money aside and getting that compound interest exactly like, you know it's not it's not really going anywhere yeah but you give it a few years and right. then you know you stop making a few cents here and now you're starting to make a few thousand right Month to month, or right. whatever it is, or your your rate of return is, yep. so it adds up over time. Yeah, and and this is kind of the path of discipline. Exactly. Um, what was your biggest struggle, or what were some of your struggles? And I, I know you talked about some of the failures you had, but um, was it was it always I, I've I've taken on too much, I'm too overwhelmed, or was there was there anything else that was a a trouble point for you trying to become disciplined. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things, you know, and the first thing is is trying to do it as an individual. Okay. Instead of trying to be disciplined in a broader sense of the term as as far as who I am. And and let me walk through that with you. What I mean is, you know, years ago I heard Michael Hyatt, fantastic author and speaker, he said, you know, get people involved in the outcome who have a stake in the outcome of whatever goal especially okay. for those of you who are married, right? He's right. De- definitely, get, if you have a goal that you want to achieve in life, don't just write down this goal 
don't tell anybody and run as fast as you can towards it, right? right? Because somebody else has a stake, not only in the outcome, but also in the path to get there. Sure. And so the the first thing is, you know, getting other people involved in what I'm trying to achieve. So if I have this goal of going through school, then first I need to have a conversation with my wife, right? Because it's going to take time. There's, there's financial investment and it's not just, all right, I'm like, as we say, get my degree tomorrow, but this is going to take some time. So then we've got to figure out our schedule to allow me the opportunity to put in the study time. Right. So that's the first thing, get people involved who have a stake in the outcome. Now as a dad, have kids involved in that. Exactly. So in, in a lot of these different goals and things in life, I bring my kids into it as well. Hey, look here. And, and today is it today during this time. Fantastic example. Mm -hmm. My study nights are Tuesday night. Okay. The reason I chose that is two of my kids have something going on on Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. And it's not every night of the week that I study, but that's my sacred Tuesday right. nights. So in trying to figure out when I could carve out time and and be disciplined from a study perspective i don't look at my degree and say if i'm not studying four hours every single day i'm never going to get my degree i don't try to run off somewhere and hide where nobody knows what's going on nobody can bug me right and i i don't approach it in a way that you know i'm secretive to my kids so they're curious well, what's he doing is he avoiding us now they've got these these mind games that they're playing why does right. he want to be with us and look let's have a conversation got to go through school. I need to put time, just like you put time in school, mm -hmm. right? Get it relatable. I want to get this knocked out. I've got to, to, you know, carve out this time. And so I try to do it at a least impactful time for the rest of the family. Sure. So with that being said, you know, you got to get, you know, just going back to, you got to get people involved. So have those conversations. I don't know how old kids are of whoever the fathers are listening, right. but at each stage, you can talk to them about these different things yeah. and make it relatable. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, slip off for an hour, right? right? I'm gonna slip off for two hours, whatever works for your schedule and for your day, right? So get people involved and in, in who have a stake in the outcome, right. right? That's huge, you know, because now you've got, you know, every time I, I pass a class, right? Or every time I've got a, a test to take, everybody knows like, hey, need it quiet, gotta be by myself, gonna take this test. When I'm done, everybody asks, right. how'd you do, right? How many you got left, right? So so there's there's not just me that, that are excited about getting to the goal and the finish line, but it's also everybody else who I've brought along with me on this journey yeah. that's looking at it. And, and you can relate that to whatever your journey or whatever your achievement or discipline is, Sure, right? Weight loss, like you mentioned earlier, financial, mm -hmm. whatever your goal is career-wise, no matter what it is, get people involved to have a stake in the outcome, the yeah. first thing. The second thing I would highly recommend is, is surround yourself with people who push you to stay disciplined, to be disciplined, maybe to, Maybe they're a little bit further ahead of you on the journey. Sure. Or maybe they're achieving things and disciplined in their own paths, in their own ways. But you can run parallel with them because for me, that's inspiring. Yeah. When, when I see somebody, you know, friends, family members who are achieving things in their life, and we have these conversations about, man, what are you doing? What are you involved in? You know, where's your time going? Just, just normal conversations. Mm -hmm. And we have these things to talk about. I know down the road, they're going to talk about, man, I'm this much further. I'm this much further. Yeah. That inspires me to say, you know what? I, when we talk again, I want to make sure that I'm telling them the same way. You know what? Right. Finish another class. You know what? I'm this much further down the road. It's a form of accountability. Yes. That can come in, in the sense that you don't really view it as that, right. but, but it truly is accountability. Right. I'm sure you've heard it say surround heard people say surround yourself 
with the five people that you know, right. the clo you're, closest you're five a product people. of the five closest people. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that holds a lot of weight because you know when you look at if you want to be disciplined, surround yourself with people who are also disciplined. Right. Surround yourself with people who are achieving the same things because that that rubs off on you. Sure. And for me, that's been a huge factor. You know, taking a mindset of you know early on in my life, you know, late teens, early twenties, like I didn't have that. Right. I didn't understand the value of it. I didn't pursue that. I didn't seek after like let me get these people around me. What are they doing? I j I just kind of coasted for a really long time. Mm -hmm. You know, and and um uh what is his name john maxwell talks about these three zones that you can get in one is the coasting zone yeah where you just do the same thing every day you know and it's and you and there's no growth right sure. that's his point he says get into the challenge zone right when you, when you're achieving when you're trying to be disciplined you get into this challenge zone and he equates it as this i'm doing things today that i've never done before yeah i'm just continually challenging myself continuing to be disciplined so so those are probably the two top things that i would say is get people involved who have a stake in the outcome and surround yourself with people who are going to help push you it, it's a huge form of accountability yeah i think that's um i think it's really important first off you know getting people involved who have a stake and whatever the, the end goal is it's really important for us to remember as men that, yeah we still have this sense of you know individualism where mm -hmm. we want to do something that I yep. want to accomplish this, but we have to remember that as soon as we get married, our identity changes, right? You know, it's no longer I, that's it's we, yep. uh, and that, that only expands itself as you have kids, right? So, so you know, you live and you function and operate within the marriage. Exactly. And then you live and you function, you operate within the family. Right. And you know, th as you do, right. so do they. Right. As they do, so do you. You know, yep. you're tied together and you can't separate that. So really good point. And again, I referenced a couple of interviews before. Ryan O'Neill talked about he and his wife with the kids, mm -hmm. with him starting the business, how they work together to set the time. Yep. Chad Flowers, same way with his wife. You right. know, we'll do this. You get the you get the authority to speak to me, you know, in regards to this to help me so that we can navigate this as a family, not just me. Yeah. Um, really good point surrounding yourself with a community yeah again a really good point i think one thing we have to be careful of is it's really easy for us to compare ourselves with each other sure and then sometimes to get boastful or proud to say i'm better than you sure because uh, then that only makes you worse right uh, but you can also look at that and say man he is so much better than i am I'm not cut out for this. And then you sure. can really, you know, bring yourself down. But the the perspective that you presented of I'm not taking this as, oh, well, he's better than me. If he is, he is. But I'm using yeah. this as inspiration. Exactly. Because what he has shown for to me is not that I can't do it, but that it's possible. Exactly. That I can get to if he could do it, if that idiot could do it, <laughs> I can do it, right? <laughs> um, so you know, a good perspective on on that on that comparison within the community of yeah. there is a way to do it. Right. And the other thing I picked up, you know, we talked about the five people that you're closest with. You know, they help. I'm clearly number six or somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> not in the top five. <laughs> um, but no, but two really good points. Uh, I was going to ask you if there were any uh, practices or techniques that that went into that. Is there anything beyond those two points? 
um, that go into the uh, uh, overcoming these struggles of of discipline of trying to become disciplined or you know were these the two things that you gleaned you know you talked about how you talked about Maxwell yeah. uh, was there anything any smaller techniques or just practices of you know someone said do this so I just do this and maybe I didn't fully understand why he said to do this but I, I did it yeah yeah I mean we could probably talk a litany of different things of that nature if we we're going to wrap it up in one thing I would say humility okay right understand I had to understand like whatever I was doing was not getting me the desired results yeah so there had to be this level of humility that I said, okay, because I'm not getting these desired results, then I've got to start gathering information. I've got to start, to start changing some things and figuring out what works for the discipline in my life to get me the desired results. So gotcha. we, could, we go into the weeds on that, but I'll, I'll quickly run through it. Yep. Reading more, listening to podcasts more, right? talking to people more, right. researching more learning more just constantly soaking up and iterating trying yes. over and over and over again different things because there's there's not just one set way but if i don't have the humility to say that i don't know everything right and i think that i'm getting to where i'm going but i've looked back in five years i'm still not there i've made very little progress right then i've got to be true and honest with myself and say you know what i need to bring in some outside help yeah i've got to have some wisdom from somewhere to to help me get to this next Next step or to change right. one thing or to try it even if i try it and i fail at it or sure. it's not for my life you know whatever you know hours you work whatever you're involved in that's trying to get you to be more disciplined whatever that looks like it might not that technique might not work for you but now you've got that knowledge mm -hmm. and you can iterate on it so right so you got to be humble enough to say, you know what, I need some outside help. Right. Maybe it's talking to a financial coach. Sure. I've got to have some help here. Maybe it's talking to somebody who's exercise for years and right. you never stepped foot in a gym talk to them yeah right just get some some inspiration and some other ideas that can help you formulate a plan right. to be more disciplined so, so huge i mean even from the biblical perspective you don't get exalted without humility right you've, exactly you've got to be to a place that says you know what i don't necessarily deserve that seat yet yeah so i'm going to figure out what i need to yeah. do to get there i'm, I'm going to live in a way i I think Shark Tank is usually a pretty good illustration of this, right? Because you see some of these guys go in there with their with their business idea or their business that already exists, mm -hmm. and all they want to do is grow it. They don't want they don't want any change. Like you know, we give you a half percent stake in the company. Like yeah. okay, this isn't going anywhere. But yeah. they think they've got it figured out. They think their only problem is they don't have the capital to expand and to grow. Yeah. And they go in there and they're talking to these guys who are billionaires. Yeah. Who who are more successful, more knowledgeable. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah, we've got this all figured out. And they're like, well, what about this? Yeah. Well, what about it? It's like, do you even know? Okay. Right. Well, here's what we've learned. You're not smart enough. We don't want to be in a relationship with you. We don't want to partner up with you. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter even with what level of success you do obtain in life. Yeah. You've got to have humility if you want to continue to grow. And the scripture tells you, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Yeah. Consider her ways and be wise. So there's the principle right there. Yeah. If you're not achieving the things that you want, go to somebody who is. Right. Watch them, see their life, the model that they leave. Exactly. And glean from that, take that wisdom and apply it to your life. So exactly. there's the scriptural principle there. Exactly. Very, very good. Okay. So what I wanted to start out with was, first of all, while I look at you as an expert in discipline, you started out normal. You started out a man. I'm still. I'm still <laughs> you started out a man. Not bulletproof. Like the rest of us, right? 
Um, but through consistency and that manifesting as discipline, uh, you've been able to achieve what you want to achieve and you're going to continue to achieve the things that you want to achieve. But what I want us to do is present a formula, sure. if we can, yep. for everyone listening as to if I want to if I want to become disciplined in my life, as in I want to start waking up at a particular time and I want to start exercising or going to the gym, or maybe I, I want to wake up and I want to read, I want to wake up and I want to pursue an education, whatever it might be, yeah. um, talking about that, or even if it's just a particular discipline. Yeah. Maybe, you know, as a dad, you have a problem with just lashing out at your kids. Okay, well, how do I stop doing that? How do I discipline myself to respond in a different way? Yeah. Regardless of what it is, whether it's a particular discipline or a disciplined lifestyle, yeah. um, let's present a formula. So, you know, I brainstormed a little bit and had some ideas. And obviously, as not a disciplined person overall, at least not in my own in my own eyes, um, I think there's probably some holes that you can poke in this theory. But the first thing that that I came to was you've got to determine why you've got to have that reason. It's like you sure. know, start with why it's so Simon Sinek. Absolutely. This is a book, right? So you start with why, why do I want to develop this discipline or why let's, let's focus on the lifestyle. Why do I want to be disciplined as an individual? Yep. And there could be a number of reasons. It could be, well, I, I want to be smarter. I want to be a better communicator. I want to be a better leader. I want to be uh, healthy, yep. but, I think we have to do the hard work of really branching out and expanding those reasons for the reason that you said is we're not the only one who has a stake in the goal, right? Exactly. So right. why do I want to be healthy? If you want to go to the gym and get ripped so that other people do a double take at you, might be the wrong reason. Right. If you want to go to the gym and be healthy so that as your kids get old, you can still stuff them in basketball, right? Exactly. Okay. This is this exactly this is the right. motivation. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost died. So, you know, you you have a goal that encompasses your world and your reality. So, is this a good starting pay, place? Absolutely. Okay. You you can't start if you don't have that because you'll get to the middle of something and you realize I have no idea why I started this, why I'm doing it, and you can stop. Because you don't see the long-term understanding that really sure. it holds everything up, right? It sustains everything. This, The why and whatever that goal is, you have to have that. And it has to be very, very specific. It has to be very clear, okay. right? So taking your point of exercising, right? It, it's, it's not about going to the gym and being the largest person there. Exercise it improves not only your physical health, but it improves your mental health, right? Right. It releases certain uh, chemicals in your brain that helps you from a mental state. Mm -hmm. um, it also keeps your heart healthy, right? It keeps you in that physical shape. Yes, that's a, that's a product of it, but think about five, 10 years down the road, Sure. how old you are versus how old your kids are gonna be, right? The activities that you want to be involved in with the kids, right? right? The, the the way that you want to have that relationship with your children, do you wanna be able to do things as they get older that might require, you might think today they require a lot of energy when they're three, four, and five, right? But there's a different type of energy that they're gonna require down the road. Right. 
so so having that huge very specific you know it might be like four bullet points five bullet points under i want to be you know healthier physically right because very specific reasons of this 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 and this you have to be very specific so you definitely have to start with why no matter what the, gotcha. the goal is to achieve and you know we won't have to dabble too far into this but you know again it's not only your kids that you're doing this for but in dealing with exercising your health mm-hmm. you still got a wife right it's like you know, we we are very bad at you know oh we're getting we're getting married i got to lose 25 pounds so that i can fit in this suit and then right. as soon as you're married you're like forget all it. right let's yeah. stretch your pants from now on right sure. and it's it's not fair to her yeah so remember these goals that we have they yeah. are not just for ourselves absolutely they're for our family they're for our right. marriage they're for our family so Let's talk a little bit more about expanding that, that, that why. So once you actually have, let's let's say that we want to focus on our health. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be one of the things. Let's say that we uh, want to learn a little bit more in a particular area. Okay, yeah. let's just, let's just blanket it with leadership. Sure. Okay. So let's expand that. We have our reason as you know. We want to do this with our kids. We want to you know be the greatest spouse we can be to our wife. We want to be able to take this leadership, not only to use it in the home, but be able to use it in business so that maybe your career can blossom, financially increase your situation. Again, Mm -hmm. blessing your wife, blessing your kids, changing the life that you get to live in your circumstances. Yeah. How do you you break that out? And, you know, I I think there is something to this whole write it down so Mm -hmm. that you can see it. Yeah. it's. I told you before we did this. I use this little ring light for the recording. Yeah. Well, I typically function off a to-do list because mm-hmm. you know I can see it. I can reference it. Like, oh, I need to go do this. Yeah. Well, the one I had broke, and I made a mental note. Yeah. And I have a pretty good memory. The both of us do. I mean, sure. we did this thing called Bible quizzing for. 10 years where we memorized sure. like 500 verses a year, right? So yeah. we exercised our minds and our memories when we were younger. But even still, I forget. It happens, it happens. to the best of us. Yep. So I, I looked on Amazon. I saw that the light was there. I saw that I could get it shipped overnight. And I was like, great, I won't have to worry about it. So two days before my next interview, I go to get it so I can have it the day before. Nope, no more overnight opportunities. It's only two days shipping at this yeah. point. Well, great. So then I had to rig up a box and a backpack and a book, and right. I got it done. But this is so much easier just using a tripod. Yeah. Um, so I think there's something to making that physical note, whether it be on your phone, yeah. a notepad. What's our step? What's our breakdown plan for taking those reasons why and then charting out our course of action? I think the first thing is use the resources that you will use. Okay. Some people, they live and die by pad and piece of paper. <clears throat> yes. That's totally fine. Use a pad and a piece of paper if that's what you're going to use. Some people swear by an app. Uh-huh. Some people have a very particular reminder system that they've already got, or, or maybe they don't know how they best remember. Yeah. You're not wrong. There, the studies do show that just by writing down your goals, you're more than 50% likely to achieve your goals. Wow. Just simply by writing it down. It's <laughs> crazy. Right? The, the power of just writing a goal down to achieve it is it's un- incomprehensible. Honestly. Write it down. Like, just, just write it down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's not only so that you won't forget it, but you know, oftentimes what I've done is I've written things down uh, on a sticky note and I've put it where I go most often. Mm. 
So it's not that I think I'm ever going to forget that, but I want that reminder. Yeah. I, I want the reminder that says, you know, this is why you're doing this, or don't forget to focus on these things. It might be that I've done in the past. I've written down a couple of key points to think about throughout my day as I'm working, as I'm managing people and leading people, right? Don't forget, like, start in these areas, you know, because there are very specific situations and circumstances that I have to lead through, Yeah. right? So make sure that you don't forget this. I can forget sometimes with my personality to be empathetic. It, it's just how God wired me. I, right. I apologize to the rest of the world, especially to my <laughs> wife very often, but that's, that's how I'm, I'm wired. Sure. And so there have been times when I have to write it down and remind myself, slow down, be empathetic. Yeah. You know, take that time. And again, that, that sticky note works for me. Yep. You might, you might never, you, you'll get home blind to that sticky note. Maybe that's you and you'll never, Remember seeing that sticky note. That's yeah. okay. Put it on a reminder yeah. app. You know, write it down in a notebook that you always reference every single day. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, use the resource that you are particularly going to use. But the fact remains, when you think about it, write it down so you can come back over it. You can meditate on it. You can pray over it. You can think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I need to implement this? What yeah. do I need to do here? And it's extremely powerful in building that discipline. Absolutely. I. So my personal process is... I, I like to tangibly write it first. Sure. Okay. So whether that's a notebook and honestly, mm -hmm. if I have it, you know, available, yep. I'm a whiteboard guy. Okay. Okay. Big whiteboard. And I just like brain dump onto yeah. the board. And then when I have everything where I can see it, everything's out there for me, then I can, I can refine it. Mm -hmm. I can define it. Yep. I can make it smaller. And then it goes into my phone because sure. I got my phone with me all the time. Right. My phone, I've, if I'm doing something, I've got like a lull in, in my day. Yeah. What, what's on my to-do list? Oh, yeah. okay. I need to do this. I've got three minutes to do this. Like it yeah. took me three minutes to order this stupid ring light instead of, you know, three days. Right. And then I wasted a day trying to find one before the, the next interview. Yeah. Okay. So I would have saved myself about two days worth of time yeah. by taking three minutes had I made the note. Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> so that's, that's how I do it. But, you know, I've heard J Jordan Peterson talk about uh, the power of writing things down. Yeah. Um, it, in in addition to everything that you've contributed, he talks about you know there's things that we have in our head that we know, mm -hmm. but we don't really know. And once we're able to take that information and verbalize it, yeah, to actually put it on paper, yeah, then then we've had well, then we have an expression of what is in our head. Yep. Th then we've come to terms with it. Yeah. Right. And so I think a lot of times we're like, yeah, I've got these big ideas and I've got these goals that I want to do. But without writing it down, we've never really gotten a grasp on what it is that we want to do. We yeah. think we've got it. Sure. And we've, you know, got this nebulous floating around idea of what right. it is. But until you actually take the time to be able to write it, you know, he talks about how he'll write the same sentence 25 times, 25 different ways. And he then he picks the best one. Well, that's why he is where he is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. We get it. All right. Yeah. Um, but there is, there is, um, there's just multiple benefits in taking right. the time to write things down. So we have our reasons why. We write them down. That gives us the opportunity to strategize and prioritize these things. Exactly. Yep. Um, so we go through that process. Now, I'm going to ask you this question because I'm not a morning person. Okay. And you've already alluded to the fact that you do some things. Like your study day is Tuesday evening. Yep. Praise God for the nighttime. Um, that's that's where I live and function. <laughs> is there any way 
to escape the early morning if you've got, you know, particular goals. Because I ask it thinking that the answer is no. Um, I ask it in hopes because I hate the morning. But I also realize that the world in which we live, society functions between, what, 7 to 8 o'clock to 5 to 6 o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. There's dinner. Everyone goes to bed because they've got to wake back up to start the day at the same time, just like everybody else. So is there a better time outside of the morning or if if you're going to live a particular lifestyle where you are going to exercise and read and learn and do whatever you want to do, do you see any other alternative to just get out of bed, sucker? <laughs> so I have, you know, I, I early on, especially as a teenager and early on, huge night owl, you know, hated the mornings, hated getting up, yeah. um, you know, and, and I thought, you know, if I'm going to be productive, then it's going to have to be at nighttime because, you know, I get up just enough time to throw on some clothes, brush my teeth and get out the door exactly. usually, you know. So I was that way for a very, very long time. And I've, I've read several books. Uh, there's a there's a good book by Hal Elrond, uh, The Miracle Morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another book by Daniel Pink. Uh, it's When, um, W-H-E-N. And, you know, there's, there's different opinions and there's different thoughts on, you know, how you're built and how you're wired, some night owls, some, you know, early risers. And, and so the, right out of the gate, I would say, you know, probably there's, there's not one set way that works for everybody. However, what I would say is, is don't discount the, the huge fact that willpower plays in your life. Okay. I mean, think about wanting to exercise. You want to exercise, so you get up in the morning, you go through your day, you work all day, you do your dinner, kids, whatever, and then you, you crawl into, into the gym, maybe 6.30, 7 o'clock, right? You're probably not going to have a great workout. You have spent all this time, this mental energy, this physical energy, you don't have time for anything else. You're probably not going to have the greatest exercise time. You, you might not even go. You might rationalize with yourself, I can't do this. I'm too tired for the day. Yeah. I'm done. Take, take study time. You might do the same thing. I am beat today. All I want to do is not think, not work. I just want to veg. I just want to kick back and relax, right? Whatever the case may be. If you use all your willpower up throughout the day on your normal routine Mm -hmm. and you depend upon the evening time for that willpower to somehow manifest itself into this huge, you know, I don't know, burst of energy (laughs) in the evening time, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Right. So... When you start things in the morning, it sets yourself up for the rest of the day. It allows you to use the maximum willpower you have in the morning to focus on those things to achieve those goals. So then later on in the day, you're not scrambling to get a workout in. You're not scrambling to get your study time in. You're not scrambling to make up for things that you didn't get through throughout the day. You've already got that done. And so now you can rest easy saying, you know what? I've got everything accomplished that I need to accomplish. I can start this thing over again in the morning. So while there might be differing opinions and different studies, and you, you may say my body responds better at night, that's fine, but I will caution you on the fact that willpower plays a huge part in this. And if you've yeah. exhausted zero willpower in the morning because you just slept for six hours, eight hours, you have all this full tank of willpower in the morning. Get up, maximize your time in the morning sure. to take care of the things that, that are important to you to achieve those goals and to build that discipline. That's how I would answer that question to, you know, to, to say, no, there's no way to get around the morning, but to say, I, I would, you know, ease right. into that thing. Yeah. But think about it in that way. That, that's right. what I would Not 100%, say. but 
you really should consider waking you should. up early you in the morning. You definitely should. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I've tried it. Yeah. Uh, I took a span of time where I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Sure. The week I did it, I was like, man, it's like, so I started, I think I've told you, I started drinking at least about half a gallon of water mm-hmm. plus, but that, that's been my minimum as a half gallon for like the last six weeks now. And yeah. other than this crazy sinus stuff that I've had the last few days, I felt great physically. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. no aches, no pains, no nothing. I've just I've felt really good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I disciplined myself to do that. I'm sticking with it. But when I was waking up early, I was able to get more stuff done. Like, yeah. So I did this while I was doing WG. I did it for a week. Yeah. And it was a class that, for whatever reason, it just it required more, um, uh, more of a mental focus. Yeah. And I woke up one morning at 4.30 or like 4.15. It was crazy. I just, I thought, you know what? Let me try this. This is yeah. the first day I did it. Yeah. And I went and I finished the entire class mm-hmm. in two hours. It had taken me a couple weeks to do it. Did it all in two hours. Passed. I was like, there's something to this. Sure. Um, but, I, you know, I, I will capitalize on what you said about when you start in the morning, you've got nothing else on your mind. Like you haven't gone through the day. Yep. So you don't have all of this chaos and work and even stuff that is good. Still, it's all compounded mentally. Yep. Uh, so I play the I play the piano and there's a accomplished jazz pianist that mm-hmm. I was talking to and she said, you wake up early in the morning and you practice. She was like, if there's something that's giving you a hard time, practice it in the morning. She's like, because you've not, you're not thinking about anything else. Yeah. You're just sitting down and you're just playing. And that's all that's on your mind because you've just woken up. Right. And I will say, even though it is difficult to wake up in the, in the morning for me, I recommend it after I do it to a buddy and then I stopped. You know, I'm that kind of person. Yeah, um, do as I say, not as I do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I know how to do everything. I just I don't do it, yeah. right? Um, no, but I, uh, I told him, I was like, yeah, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing about the morning is as you continue to perform early in the morning, you only wake up. You're not yeah. falling asleep like you do at night. Yeah. Like you're getting more tired as the day goes on. Yeah. In the morning, you were only gradually getting better yeah. and waking up, which is a neat thing yeah. that uh, I think contributes to the early morning. While you know, I, I want to get there. I'm not quite there yet, but you know, yeah. let's let's talk about a, a challenge to that because you know, I really want to contest the idea of waking up in the morning. How do you do it when, um, like, with your spouse? Like, if your spouse doesn't wake up that early in the morning, but you've got an alarm that goes off at four thirty, yeah. like, do you just you get used to getting punched when you wake up, or do you talk it through? Do you hope she's a heavy sleeper? Is it even an issue? Shoot, there there have been times where it can be an issue because sure. you know once you start waking up early, it's really about your circadian rhythm. Okay, so once you get your circadian rhythm set, you'll find yourself easily falling asleep when your head hits the pillow or nodding off before you even get to that point. Yep. You look at you look down at your watch and you're like, man, it's nine o'clock. It's time for bed. Yeah, because your body has adjusted to that. If you have a set circadian rhythm, right, that's what your body wants to go by. It wants to go by a circadian rhythm that says certain time of night, I'm out. But the opposite is also true. It's morning time. Let's get up. Yeah. And so it's it's been very, very infrequent that, you know, 
my alarm goes off and I don't hear it or my alarm goes off and I do get the, you know, elbow in the ribs, <laughs> right? Like she's heard it and I haven't. That's right. usually because something has disrupted my circadian rhythm because gotcha. we've been out too late. You know, maybe we've traveled, yep. you know, something has disrupted it, right? Not intentionally, but something has caused that. And so in the morning, you know, my body's still seeking that six hours and it's not ready to get up yet or eight hours. What whatever the, the time frame is. And so maybe I missed the first one, but typically what happens is as soon as I hear it, I'm up. Yeah. So once I do hear it, you know, to answer this question, once I do hear it, it, it's not about that morning, right? This is one point that I want to, you know, stress about morning time. Okay. It's not about the morning time. It's about what I did the night before to set myself up. Okay. Yes. So it's for it very specific example in the morning time i get up i pray i read my bible and i go to the gym so that's my routine in the morning okay so what do i do the night before every single night every night i get my my uh, my container of water okay mm -hmm. i get my shaker bottle i get that ready and it's sitting on the counter in the kitchen i get my exercise clothes everything that i'm going to wear that that morning for when i get up that's what i'm going to put on i put that in a different room so as soon as i get up I'm set up for the day. Yeah. I don't have to make any decisions. Yeah. Smart. I've eliminated the decision making. I've eliminated the what's clean, where are my clothes, right? Maybe it's still in the basket. Maybe I don't know what I have clean, washed, right? Maybe I haven't gotten my shaker bottle ready. Great. Now I've got it. So if you wake up and, you, and you're not prepared, and then you're going through all these tasks and making decisions. And before you get out of bed, your brain's saying, I don't want to make all these decisions. I'm tired. I want to go back to sleep. Right. I don't have that. I wake up, Smart. I know where my stuff is. So I get up and I go right to put my clothes on. Right. I go right to where my shaker bottle is. I start drinking my water to wake up in the morning. I get to my Bible and I get to my prayer time. Yep. But it's already outside of flipping a light on, having to hit snooze 15 times, right? Now, granted, I have a couple of different times set because there's different noise levels on what I've got set on my phone, sure. right? So I do ease into that. But I get up, I grab my phone to you know, get out and yep. get to, to that for the day. So it's not about the morning time. Gotcha. It's about setting yourself up ahead of time. I know where my shoes are. I know where my socks are. Yep. I know where everything is. I know where my stuff is because I did it the night before. Yep. Before I was working from home, I had an extra layer. I knew where my work clothes were. Uh -huh. They were ironed. They were hung up. They were in a place downstairs so that I changed at the gym, showered at the gym, changed. I had my whole bag set up and ready to go out the door. I had my towel, I had everything I was going to change into. All that was prepped the night before. But if I would have woken up and said, well, now I've got to take care of all this stuff, right. I wouldn't have woken up. In addition to that, what I found is similarly to you, how you said you went through a week and then you gave up mm -hmm. or whatever you're giving up I terminology gave up. was. I gave up. Okay. <laughs> I quit. I, I, I found that if I was going to do this throughout the week, then I would rationalize with myself that I didn't have to do it on Saturday and Sunday. And so then I would inadvertently mess up my circadian rhythm every yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now I'm struggling to get up on Monday. And now it takes me a few days to get set back in my routine. So I do this seven days a week. Gotcha. I get up early seven days a week. Now, maybe not at five o'clock, 5.30. I might push it back an hour on Saturday, Sunday because I'm not, I don't have that set schedule. There's a 6.30 in the morning? There, is, there are I didn't realize two, <laughs> yes, every day. I thought it was just one in the evening. So okay. <laughs> the fact remains is that I, it's not just a, I'm disciplined five days a week. Mm -hmm. It's a discipline 
every single day of my yeah. life. And so I choose to make sure that I'm set up at night and that I continue it throughout the day, every day of the week, so that I'm not reverting back to and fighting with myself. Yes. You know, I, I wanted to make sure that that I, I said this quote from John Acuff on okay. this uh, episode, but he said, and I'm not saying he's the originator, but this is who I heard it from. Sure. Discipline begets discipline. So me waking up in the morning mm -hmm. early it's not about me coming on a podcast episode and say, look at me, I'll wake up early every morning. That's not what it's about. But if I can be disciplined in one area, yeah. then I prove to myself that I can be disciplined and I can take that into other areas of my life. Wow. Right. So it's not just about waking up early. However, I would highly recommend set yourself up at night. Right. Um, I've even I've even made to-do lists at night so that I don't have to wake up in the morning. Well, what do I got to do yeah. today? Tonight, the night before, it's fresh in my mind. I know what I got to do tomorrow. I set it up. So then I wake up and I'm, I prep myself right. for the day by doing that. So packaged within discipline is this proactive intentionality. And that's what it makes it possible. Right? It has to be. That's what fuels it, if you will. Yeah. Like without it. Right. I mean, I mean, I understand. Without it, if you wake up and you've got good intention, yeah. like that's not going to get it done. Because you wake up no. and then you're behind schedule or... You're home and technically you're supposed to be at the gym, but then something happens. Now you got to take care of that. So yeah. now you miss your time here. And it's it's crazy how this works. But when you do something religiously for a long time and then you miss a day, mm -hmm. even if it's just a day, yep. oh man, it's just like missing that day was kind of nice. Maybe I'll miss another day. And you do that and it's just like crash. It's, it, it's, it's, but see, I, I think the opposite. Okay. If I miss a day, I'm kicking myself. All I've right. got I've got to get back into I it. I need to get the same shoes you've got. Because then. to your point, I know what can happen. Sure. I if, if I miss a day, I'm thinking, man, this is not gonna right. work tonight. I'm in bed early. <clears throat> I'm gonna get up early tomorrow. I'm correcting this immediately. Yeah. Because I know I've been doing this long enough. Sure. I know if I let myself think that way, that oh, it felt nice, I got a little bit extra sleep. Yeah. I don't think that way. I got you. When I miss a day, that day, I'm thinking, man, I'm not set up for success. I didn't get this workout in. I didn't get my headspace in the morning to get myself right throughout the day. I've got to fix this That's tomorrow. Important. If I don't fix this tomorrow, it's going to be two days, three days, a week, a month, and I'm going to completely undo all the work that I've done. Right. I don't want to get to that point. Right. right? Now, let me also caveat that by saying, go easy on yourself. Sure. It's human right? You keep right. mentioning that. Allow yourself to be human, right. right? Don't beat yourself up and say, you can never be disciplined again. Right. Recognize that you're human and say, you know what? I missed this day. I can do it tomorrow. Right. I will do it tomorrow. Yes, sluggish throughout this day. I'm off my game. I'm off my routine. Right. I can fix it tomorrow. Right. It's not a big deal. Right. I didn't just disappoint the whole world, right? My family's not looking at me as a failure, right? Don't put all that weight on yourself. Right. Allow yourself the room, that margin in your life to say, you know what? It's okay that I missed a day. I can get back on the horse tomorrow. Right. Right. Just don't have the mindset of, yeah, this is good. I can switch this up. I cannot do this anymore and I yeah. can still be great. No, stay disciplined. Yeah. Just give yourself that freedom and that room to, to miss a day or two. Mentioning that gradual approach, uh, we'll get back to our formula in just a second, but yeah. mentioning the gradual approach, do you think that it is, that it's totally normal, totally okay, maybe even the preference to, as we want to be, you know, be disciplined in our life, say, mm -hmm. take me for example, I hate the morning, but let's say that I want to start. So, yeah. 
you know, would it be one thing to say, all right, I'm going to start waking up at six. I'm going to wake up at six. And I'm going to do this one thing. And then I'm going to go about my normal day. And then maybe in a month, yeah, I'm going to wake up at 5.45, 5.30. You know, and if my goal is to get up at five every day and to wake up at five, to read my Bible, to pray, to check the news, to read a book, a little yeah. bit of a book, sure. to go work out, and then to go about my day yeah. is is does it just depend on the individual or is is there a wise way to go about starting that that discipline that practice that's actually the first approach that i took okay and and a couple of different things two two main things that stick out in my mind one waking up early yep. and two coffee <laughs> okay up okay. until up until a few years ago <laughs> like most people sugar cream whatever in my coffee yeah. right doctored it up right it, it had to have that you know take away that bitter taste right and and I tried weaning myself off just a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. Yep. The problem that I found was that there's no medium, right? It's either like really sweet to the point that you your taste buds like it, right? Or it's bitter. Yeah. Right. I, I say bitter. It's it's true, real. That's how God intended us to drink it. It's, <laughs> it's just straight black it's coffee. It's the pure bean. Right. The bean juice. <laughs> right. Once I got to this point where there was just a little bit of that sweetener in it. It didn't help it at all. Yeah. And so I found myself going back to, I got to put more in it. So I just decided one day, actually, it was, a, it was a goal for the year. I was like, you know what? Nothing else. It was literally January 1st. Cold turkey, black coffee. Cold turkey. And it was disgusting. <laughs> for the first week or two, I, I just drank this nasty hot bean water. Yeah. And then I eventually realized I can do this. And I went yep. cold turkey, straight black coffee, yep. right? That's what I do now. Yep. Same thing with morning. I, I try the mornings. I try to get up early by weaning myself into a little bit earlier, a little bit. It didn't help me. Uh -huh. I couldn't get there. So I finally just decided if I'm going to do this, it's going to have to be same time every day, about five o'clock in the morning. And I'm just going to have to get up. Yep. And that's exactly what I did. My alarm went off and I just got out of bed. Yes. One thing that has helped me, I will say it, I, I don't. Maybe try this, right? Maybe it's just me. But what helps me is when I get up, if I can get just a little bit of a stretch in, uh -huh. like physically stretch my body, then it helps my mind and my blood start flowing sure. and I can wake up that way. Right. If I just get up and I just kind of slosh around, right, then I'm kind of tempted to get back into the bed. Right. But if I can get up and get a stretch in, so if I get up immediately out of bed and in the room, just a minute yes. of, a, of a slight stretch, and then I can move on. That gets my blood flowing. That gets me going. Yeah. So it might work for you. The the incremental steps to get it might work for you. Mm -hmm. Try it. It's not there's, it's not going to hurt anything. Try it. Exactly. For me, I haven't found that to create that new discipline has yeah. worked well for me. It's literally been cold turkey. It's just start it. Switch it, it overnight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm the quitter here, so <laughs> that's that's why that's why you're on. But okay, no, that, that's good to know. So if we if we want to do it, we're gonna say that we probably likely just need to make make the decision and do it. And right. you know, talking about the stretch, you know, I picked up on this earlier because of what you said, and it's one thing that I did. You know, in my my tenure of the week that I was disciplined by waking up early yeah, in the morning. Congratulations! Yeah, I, I feel pretty accomplished. Participation I started trophy. a podcast because of it, and then changed it. anyway. Um, but, you know, for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to go do my schoolwork. Yeah. I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to go downstairs. At that point, bedroom was upstairs. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to go. I'm going to get my computer. I'm going to go here. There's yeah. movement, right? Right. Um, 
even what you said earlier, you have your you have stuff set in different rooms. Yep. So you're waking up, but you got to go places. Like yep. you can't just exactly. I'm wake up. I'm gonna lay in bed and I'm gonna read my Bible when it's dark and it's not comfortable. And nope, you're not gonna know a thing about God. Yep. So okay, but you know, very very good tip on on the stretch, getting up, moving when you do something when you wake up, exactly. so that you can do something. Right. You know, discipline begets discipline right it does all right yep. cool okay so let's jump back to our formula so okay. we start with why absolutely okay we get our reason uh, and then we we make that visible by writing it down yep okay we write down why we want to do what we want to do yep beyond that we orient that into goals okay yep so we orient it into goals of you know i want to be healthy well then what's my goal for let's say year one I want to lose 25 pounds. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a goal with it. Beyond the goal, do you break down your steps to achieve the goal? Do, do you break it down that far? Sometimes I do, depending on the goal. Okay. Right. Um, but in, in terms of that, what I would say is, is more beneficial. Okay. Uh, because when you're starting a new discipline, it's a lot of trial and error. And okay. Probably alluded to that a lot here um, in this episode, but it's a lot of trial and error. Whatever the goal might be, right? Uh, you know, we've talked about how it's my what third, fourth swing and miss trying to get to school. Yeah, right. Trial and error of what does that mean? Well, I didn't know what it meant, right? I just knew that I, uh, those different times in my life, like something wasn't working. Sure, I didn't have it written down. I didn't know what it was. Reality today, I know what it was. It was making sure that I'm completely honest with where my time is going. Hmm. And, and just being true with myself to say, you know what? I really don't have the bandwidth to take four classes, Yeah. right? If it's something to what you're alluding to, I want to be healthy. You got to be very specific on, you said, I want to lose 25 pounds this year, right. right? The steps you take to get to that goal, you probably are thinking, I got to start out with a bunch of cardio, right? The, the, the fact is you have to educate yourself, right? That's, yeah. That's the key here. When you get to these different steps, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So I don't know how to lose weight. Exactly. I know there. People say there's these magic pills don't out there. Assume like you know how to do correct. Like, maybe in the case where oh yeah, I used to be like this triathlon. Okay, athlete, great. Okay, if you know how to do it, do it. But if it's your first time trying to lose 25 pounds, you you've never done it. You don't know how to do. It. Even though mm -hmm. you think it's simple, I'll just diet. You know, educate yourself on. But even still, you change. Yeah. You change, you physically change, your your life changes throughout then. Sure. Right. So you might not be able to do it uh, to the extent that you did. 25 pounds in a year might be too much for you because, yeah. you know, maybe you're experiencing some health issues, right? Maybe as you've aged, now your genetics are starting to tell you, like, you have bad cholesterol, you have high blood pressure, right? Yeah. You didn't okay. have that when you were 18, 19, perhaps. Right. Now you've got to work through those. So your technique's probably going to be totally different. And I don't know how to deal with losing weight when I have high blood pressure. Sure. So you have to understand Valid. that you're probably not starting from the same place. Gotcha. So you have to educate yourself. Yeah. Educate, educate, educate. If I'm going to okay. lose 25 pounds, number one, I got to educate. What does that mean? It's not only exercise, it's also diet. Right. right. You might have to talk to a physician and because of whatever genetics that you have, you might have to be on certain medications to aid in that. Not that that is the fix for you, but to aid in that for a certain time. Hey, once you hit 10 pounds, you can get off this medication. Gotcha. Right? Once you hit the 25 pounds, you can get off the medication and you can just do diet and exercise. Gotcha. So whatever it is, you've got to educate, educate, educate. You want to learn a new skill? 
You don't just wake up one day and know this new skill. You don't just know how to build websites. It's happened to me twice. Right? <laughs> sure. You just, you just didn't wake up and know how to play piano. Right. Right. There may be a handful of those people in the world that God's gifted that to. Sure. But for the rest of us human beings, that's not right. what, it, what it is. Exactly. You educate yourself. So set your goal, educate yourself, and track what you've done. The better thing is not write down the things that I'm going to do to get there. It's write down the things that I've done. So mm. that I know this worked or this didn't work. I got you. These things Take help me. a scientific approach to what you're doing. You have to do that because yeah. every single one of us are different. We respond differently. Our our um, genetics are different. Mm -hmm. So when I say you know you know go do these certain exercises to to lose weight, that might have worked for me, but it might not work for you. So yeah. you have to learn how you your body responds to these different things. So gotcha. definitely track your progress and write these things down, but don't go into it saying, I've got this game plan and I can't iterate on this game plan and it's the only thing that works. So okay. tracking those steps after the fact is much better than putting that down because the byproduct of that allows you to say, if my goal after this 12 months is 25 pounds, after two months, I've lost three pounds, then use that as motivation to say, something's working, Yeah, right? This is happening, right? I'm getting there slowly but surely. Taking the approach to uh, rejoice in those small wins means a whole lot more than saying, I've only lost three of 25. Yeah. Well, you've lost three of 25. Right. You didn't do that. Have the right perspective. You didn't do that the whole last 12 months. Yes. Right. So, re so take the time to reflect on those wins, to let that be fuel and motivation for the next mm -hmm. one. What helps me, every time I pass a class in school, I want to jump right into the next class. Yeah. But sometimes if I take too long going through a class, I'm like, man, I'm never going to finish this class. Oh, it's going so long. I yep. don't, I don't want to even do this because I don't even want to take the test. I don't want to go through the material because it's just, it's just, it's not interesting to me. It's just a yep. class that I'm taking. But as soon as I pass a class, I feel so energized. Hey, I passed that class. Let me jump into the next one. I know I can do this. Yeah. So tracking that is way better than thinking that you have to have every single step laid out. And plus, what if you get to the end of the year and you've lost 24 pounds instead of 25? Sure. So what? Yeah. So what? Yeah. Like usually, usually our goals, yes, we want to put some time specific boundaries on them uh -huh. in the smart format. Right. But at the end of the day, if you've barely missed your goal or you've got somewhere around it, right. So what? It's like the old posters that used to be in the classroom. You aim for the moon and that way you still land around, exactly. <laughs> around the stars. Right. Yeah. Be easy on yourself sure. when you've accomplished. 23 pounds yeah because you didn't do that the year before like the reflection is way better than the very minute detailed step yes. by step that says this is how i have to get there sure right the reflection is way more important very okay very good um and the other thing that i want to add to that is the um the perspective of instant gratification mm. has got to be got to be thrown out the, the window like, yeah. because again I've lost three pounds. I didn't lose 25. Yeah. I'm just going to stop. So I'm going to gain 50. Yeah. I mean, that that's what happens. Right. Um, so understand that it takes time. That's why you're setting a goal for a year yeah. or longer. You, sure. you set that because you understand there's longevity that goes into this. Yeah. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some trial and error. Yeah. But I'm going to stick with the process. Absolutely. Okay. So we start with why. We break that down in the goals. We educate ourselves yep. so that we can create a plan that's going to work. Exactly. Um, and then there's some things that all kind of happen around the same time, right? So yep. you create your plan, but you've got to start executing that plan. So we talked a little bit about that. We're jumping into it. We're yep. we're we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna hit the ground running. 
you track your results. Yep. You have reflection on all that. Have to. And as that's working, you're going back to the drawing board a little bit with education, planning, yep. re-executing something different. Yep. Okay. Maybe going back to something that you tried before. Yep. Okay. You're dabbling around with that. But then this is all kind of under the umbrella of commitment. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to be committed. And then that brings us, I mean, for me, I would think when you've made this decision to be committed, why have you done it? And that takes you back to the top. Exactly. Because I want to do this. And because I want to do this, because I've got kids, I've got a wife. Right. This is why I'm trying to do this. Right. Okay. So I'm going to keep going through my goals. I'm going to look right. at my goals. I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to create a plan and execute it and track my results and reflect on all that and go back to the drawing board as much as I have to because I'm committed to this because back to the top. Right. So anything else that you'd add to that formula? Um, You know, I know I mentioned earlier on, but, you know, whomever you can be accountable to in your life, Mm -hmm. like. Keep those goals in front of them as well, yeah. and and stay accountable because it's it's way easier for you to you know have that accountability partner that continues to motivate you instead of relying on the mirror. Yeah, if you look in the mirror every single day, you're not going to see the weight loss. Right, you're just it just doesn't happen. Exactly, you might have actually lost some weight. Now your your pants may be that accountability partner right. because now your pants feel looser. Right, but having that person in your life to motivate you that says, "Look, you're just right there." Like we're doing this. Look how far you've come. Exactly. You know, stay motivated. You know, take that that formula that we talked about and get those people in your life that can help motivate you, that gotcha. can help inspire you. And keep that that mindset change, you know, that says, I've lost three pounds instead right. of I've only lost three pounds. Yeah, that's Remove good. that word only from your vocabulary. Right. Don't say I've only been doing this six months, so I can't be you know, successful in this skill, sure. in this area, in this career, or I've only lost a few pounds according to, my, no, I've lost a few pounds. I've right. gained a new skill. I've been at this for two years now, or whatever the case may be, take that word only out. And that can be very, very beneficial when you've got that accountability partner that looks, you know, looks sure. across from you and says, you know, don't be discouraged right. just because you're not seeing the progress. You talked about it earlier, the compounding interest, right? Yeah. Today, you you invest a dollar. Ten years from now, what is that dollar going to be? Right. Incrementally, those changes will add up. So don't be discouraged that you don't see that incremental change that's happening. Make right. sure you, you stay accountable. It's, the formula has to be mixed with the accountability. Yeah, very good. And I, you know, one thing that I was thinking about while you were talking about that is we've got to embrace the process, mm-hmm. right? So... Yeah. All the, well, I didn't lose anything this week. Yeah. Didn't really feel like I'd accomplished anything to my goal this week. Yeah. Okay. I, I still was waking up, still was reading, still felt like a dummy, but this is the process, right? right. I, the, the, go, the goal is coming. Right. I'll get there. One day I'll be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it because I'm embracing yeah. the process right. right now. So our formula for whether it be taking on a particular discipline Mm -hmm. or becoming disciplined in our life and having a structure in which we operate, we are starting out with why, breaking down our reasons, and in that, including our family. Absolutely. You include your wife, you include your family, and that is how your goals are formed, right? It's not just, I want to look like hot stuff because I want to turn heads. I've got kids that I want to be able to play with as they grow up. Yeah. 
you know, when my son has to go play basketball with his buddies and he needs a fifth, daddy's going to come and just show everyone, hey, I don't have to be 18, right? Yeah. Be 45 and doing my thing or whatever it is, 50, who cares? Um, So you've got, you've got a reason beyond yourself for your goals. Once you've actually established your goals, you're educating yourself. Okay, you're yep. listening to a podcast about whatever it is that you want to be better in. You're finding books. You're talking to people who are already doing yep. some of the things that you want to do. Okay, so you're educating yourself. And then from that, it is trial and error. It is you've crafted a plan based off what you've learned. You begin to execute that plan. You're tracking your results. You're reflecting on it. Yep. You're going back. You're re-educating yourself. You're making new plans. But you're sticking with the process of execution. Right. Again, wrapped in the umbrella of commitment. Yep. Okay. And then that commitment always brings you back to that reason you're starting in the first place. You've got this cyclical formula. Exactly. Of, Here's my reason. I'm educating. I'm planning. I'm executing. I'm tracking. I'm reflecting. I'm committed. And yep. here's my reason. And because of that, I'm educating. You're going through the process. But let's not forget the big point that you've brought up is don't do it alone. Exactly. Do it in a community. Right. Have... Have accountability, whether it's with one individual, five individuals, whoever, whoever yeah. you can get in your corner to say, you know what, I wake up early in the morning. Yeah. Okay. When you wake up, send me a text to let me know you're awake. Yeah. Could be something as simple as that. Okay, great. Now, if you send me a text that you're awake and you're just getting larger, I know you're just setting an alarm to send me a text and yeah. then you're going back to bed. <laughs> all right. And then we'll talk about yeah. that. But, you know, Build that relationship with someone. Right. Because, I mean, it's not going to throw you off if you get a text in the morning. Absolutely not. Okay. Thumbs up. Great. I'm glad yeah. you're awake. Now, let me do my thing. Right. Okay. That's, that's, that's all you need. You, you're right. not, not going to hurt feelings. But um, so, so take the formula and have community in the process. Yeah. And then that's how we'll get where we want to go. Absolutely. I mean, it's worked for you. I, I, I've witnessed it's, it in your yeah. life. It's worked for you. Yeah. Um, and if it's worked for you, they can work for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Anything else you want to add? I had some other questions that I thought about asking, but I, I don't. I don't think at this point they're relevant. That's okay. You know, I know I've referenced a lot of different things today. You know, we've we've talked through scripture. You know, scriptural impact. Um, I've referenced several different books. You know, and several different things. I I think at the end of the day, you know, it, it's a testament to you know the life that you would live, mm-hmm. being disciplined as a model for other people. Yeah. You know, as a dad. That's that's what that's who you're trying to reach, dads, sure. right? So at the end of the day, wouldn't you rather see your kids? Um, wouldn't you rather have your kids see you being disciplined? Yeah. You know what what kind of what kind of example are you trying to lead for your kid? Yeah. You know, kid kids, whatever the ages are, you know, think about that, especially if they're younger. As they get older, what do they want to remember about the time that you had together? Yeah. About the model that you showed. You know, my dad was a hard worker. My dad was disciplined. You know, my dad was was studious. You know, my dad was there for us. You know, my dad spent time with us. Well, my you know, dad really liked to watch TV. That's the opposite. You know, my dad sat there, you know, it, you're talking a lot about these activities. I mean, think about going to Six Flags, being on a ride with them. Right? Yeah. Get in the car with them, you know, and, right. and be on that ride with them. What, what do you kids, they're going to pick up these habits. So do your kids, do you want your kids to pick up your your lazy habits or do you want your kids to pick up being disciplined? We right. we always want the best for our children. Exactly. You know, so, you know, in we summary. Say, we say we want the best. True. But we don't always live out what well, we want them in, to Well, in terms of that, we say it. 
And you're right. Often we don't live it out because we want them to do better than what we did. Sure. But the best way for them to do that is to see our example. Exactly. Don't just look at them and say, you go be disciplined, even though I'm not disciplined. Exactly. If you're showing an example of being disciplined, they're more likely to pick that up from you more than anybody else in their life. Right. Fathers are so important nowadays, especially in the area of self-discipline. Yes. You know, when Paul says in Galatians, when he when he lists the fruit of the Spirit, he says temperance. Temperance is self-control. Well, self-control is a form of, of discipline. Mm-hmm. And if you're disciplined and, and you're leaving that example for your kids, yes. then... That's what we're trying to be. You said at the outset, we're trying to be better fathers. Well, how can I be a better father? Improving my model and my example to my kids. What's the easiest way to do that? To be disciplined. Right. Just show a life lived of discipline. Exactly. And that could just be, that That could come in small stages and increments. You might struggle with discipline, but if you show your kids every single time the doors are open to church, we're going to go to church, mm-hmm. that's discipline of showing up. Sure. The uh, discipline of attendance is huge. Right. right. The discipline of being kind to their mother is huge. Yeah. The, the discipline of waking up every day and putting the, the things that matter first, it's huge. They might not see you praying every day. They might not see you reading your Bible, but sure. they're going to see the output of that. They're going to see the exactly. fruit of the Spirit. They're going to see the, the the work of the Spirit, you know, leading and guiding yeah. you, how you speak to them, how you direct them, how you lead them. They're going to see that. So. It all boils down to be disciplined, right? right. We talked about this and accountability. We've, we've got this whole episode. The fact of the matter is we're doing this for our children. Yeah. As a dad, we're doing this for that example. If nothing else you pick up from this episode, if you're concerned about wanting to be that example for your kids, that's why we need to be disciplined so they can see the model of discipline and it's much easier for them to pick it up. Right. More things are caught than they are taught. Right. So be disciplined for their sake. So so good. And that, you know, that reminds me last month with it being Mental Health Awareness Month, I shared some statistics, but I also, I shared, my, my wife had to take this culture index survey at work. And, you know, I was less captivated by her results than I was at the opening paragraph that talked about, this is how you interpret this. Yeah. But it talked about these seven work-related traits, these behaviors, and it says these are typically formed between the ages of eight and twelve. Yeah. So, not not to not to count you off if or write you off if your kids are older than that. You can still make a absolutely a, an impact clearly. But if you have young kids, don't wait to think. Okay, well, my kid's not in high school yet. He's not having to. No, like be disciplined today, right? So that when they're young. All they're doing is absorbing your influence. Absolutely. So that these behaviors that get solidified as early as eight, yeah. they've picked up from you. Right. I mean, if you want your kids to be disciplined, start living a disciplined life be and disciplined. let your kids see that. Yeah. And then that behavior, that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be absorbed. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is it's it's gonna be you know, a statue in their in their mind and in their personality. Yeah. So that they might not have the struggles of laziness that you had when you were young. Right. You know, but it's it's these investments. Yeah, it's an investment in ourself that benefits mm-hmm. us, but it has a huge, you know, long lasting benefit in the kids. And I think yeah. that's a, a beautiful point that you brought out, you know, if for nothing else. Exactly. Do it for them. For nothing else. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, man. This has been a lot of fun. I always appreciate you having, or appreciate you coming onto the podcast and uh, let me make fun of you, and then you getting to share some knowledge that I don't have with everybody else. 
That's great. Now Appreciate I can't it. wait to text you in yeah. the morning at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put that on. Do not disturb. <laughs> no, we'll see. I've been thinking about it. So we'll, we'll get to it. But sure. no, I really do appreciate not only your friendship, but you taking the time to invest in me and yep. invest in other dads by being on this podcast and everything else that you do. So yep. thanks for your example, for your friendship and for being with me today, man. Thanks. It's an honor to, uh, to speak to you and to your audience. Thank you. Yep, for sure. Well, this has been Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you for being with us today. And I hope you'll join me next time.